0: On 1116 SEN, this is the Flag Flyers for the American-Australian Association, devoted to strengthening relations between the United States and Australia.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Flag Flyers, a place where we profile and chat about all the Aussies flying the flag for us
2: in the US of A. I'm Christopher Tyler and alongside me is Lucky Miller. What's going on, buddy? I'm just getting over the malfunction that you set me up for last night on uh, Sunday Sports Central with uh, BP, Jordan Hayne, mate. Yeah, because it was Jordan Berry against Jared Hain and it was end of a. It was at the end of a long shift. That was my attempt. That was my like coming out party in the you know normal sense in terms of prime time Sunday afternoon live radio. It and- wasn't my
1: finest moment. I started at midday. That was at what five forty. So five hours and forty minutes without a stuff up. I think was all right.
2: And then Mine in comes come Lockie <laughs> to ruin the day. I'm like the Homer Simpson. I'll just come in and it'll destroy everything. Oh, that's all right. Anyway, but no, it was, it was good. Um, wait, wait, so is that, that going to be a regular thing, Christos?
1: I think it might be. So every Sunday, Lockie, you are going to join Brett Phillips on Sunday Sports Central at around about 5.30 just to wrap up. It's essentially a 10-minute episode of The Flag Flies with no one but you to talk, so you're going to love it.
2: And so everyone will love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Now, we are going to be talking, you and me, quite a bit today because, uh, well, firstly, we wanted to chat about a whole lot of things that are happening with the Australian recruits in the basketball scene. Olga Neulick cannot join us because... He's just started a job at Fox Sports, which is terrific, and we are wrapped for him. And and he's already forgotten us. And we'll never hear from him again. He's already forgotten us. He's already too big for us. He's
2: already blown us off, and it's been half a day. It's been half a day.
1: He's in his first day. And he's already said sorry, guys. Look, look, I um, I, I don't want to do this. He anymore. probably
2: he'll probably stop talking to Damien and the pick <laughs> and roll guys. You know, he'll probably only start talking exclusively to NBA scouts. You know, we're, we're exactly. nobody's. Hey, don't forget where you came from, Olgan. We're not his sources, so we don't mean much to him. Oh, we can make up things and like, try and feed them to him as sources. So, we're going to try to
1: be Olgan today. We're going to try our very best to be Olgan and talk about some of the latest goings on in the world of um, basketball and, and all the Aussie recruits that are heading over to college, hopefully at some stage very soon. We're also going to be touching base on rounding the bases with Xavier Player from the SEN MRB podcast. He produces that, which is on every Saturday. He'll be talking about the Aussies in the major leagues, Liam Hendricks, Sam Gibbons, and a whole host more as well. Richie Garraway from the SEN NFL podcast will join us for rounding the bases. As well, of course, we'll be chatting Jordan Berry and Jared Hain, as well as Brad Wing, who'll uh, be uh, with the Jets against the uh, Cowboys tomorrow. Hain, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what Richie thinks of his game today. We won't go in-depth in, uh, in, in depth, uh, with it too much at the moment. We'll wait until uh, Richie gets on. But it wasn't the best game for, for Jared Jordan, Jordan Jared.
2: Jordan Jared, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we'll wait until Richie gets on. But um, look, this is I think this is what everyone would... Without all the hype that's gone on, we'd probably expect the the roadblock that he would hit. I mean, we're regular season. I think uh, he had a great debut last week, but um, this isn't necessarily a surprise. Hopefully, he can uh, hand plane his way through it and uh, pick up next week.
1: Now, again, everyone remember that uh, the show now is only half an hour, so we've condensed it from the full hour show into the half hour show. And the second half uh, of the hour that we have on SEN will be our new show College Nation. We're up to our third episode of it today, so it's gonna be very, very exciting to get back into that. Just chatting all things college. Doesn't have to be about Aussie specifically, so mainly focusing on the college football action from the weekend, anything in the in the college basketball world as well. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. So make sure you do stay tuned for that.
2: Whilst also talking about some of the, you know, really interesting issues because it is basically a whole sports league in a multi sports league, there's always something going on. There's political things, there's, you know, hirings, firings and uh, all types of uh, things are up to for debate. So, you know, we want to take a, a much broader um, uh, approach to talking about college sport, not just the Australians. So uh, stay tuned for that.
1: And again, you can find this chat, that chat, all our podcasts, everything at scn.com.au on our Audio Boom page. You can find it at all. If you go and uh, and, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash SCN America or our Twitter page as well at scnamerica. America, you can find it all there. So make sure you do uh, like and follow and all that sort of things for those uh, social media pages. But first, let's get into Rounding the basis.
3: Rounding the Bases.
0: his first opportunity on Monday night, calls for a fair
2: catch at the 15-yard line.
1: Don't you just love the way they pronounce Aussie, by the way? But oh, I all. hate it.
2: I hate it. It's like Aussie. Like, it's like an O-R. It's like, it start? is
1: bad. Joining us first up on Rounding the Bases today is Richie Garraway from the SCN NFL Podcast. It launches every Wednesday that you can find on au. Again, hit up the uh, SEN America Twitter and Facebooks to make sure that you do keep up to date uh, with when it drops. Richie, Welcome to the show.
0: Yeah,
1: guys, it's worse when they say Vegemite. How do they say
0: Vegemite? Ah, uh, it's just, uh, get some Vegemite and throw oh, it yeah. on the barbie, all that stuff, terrible.
2: I, th- I thought you were going to say something like Vegemite or something like that, like they don't <laughs> actually pronounce it It's always
1: Vegemite and kangaroos are the two. They've got to actually do their bit of research. I remember actually watching, I think, one of the preseason games or something where they were interviewing Cam Johnston, and they thought that they'd done a bit of research and started talking to him about rugby, rugby league. And he's like, yeah, and he kind of went along with it. But I think that they thought that he was a rugby league player when he first uh, was coming through the system rather than an Aussie rules player. Because yeah. as we know, the Americans love getting confused between Aussie rules and rugby league. Oh,
0: just getting their rugby's straight. Yeah, that's you true. Know, all all the rugby union people out there have been jumping up and down. Like, he doesn't play rugby, he plays rugby league. And yeah, twice in the so I feel like, who cares? Same difference.
1: Yeah, Exactly. So we'll start off by talking about uh, that game. Jordan Berry v. Jared Hayne. The Steelers got the job done over the 49ers, 43-18. to 18. Pretty comprehensive in the end. Hayne, not the performance that we were probably looking for. Even worse than uh, the first week. Didn't get a whole bunch of touches, a couple of rushes and one punt return. What did you think of his performance?
0: Uh, not really much to analyse, unfortunately. Um, I mean, he was active again, which is good. Um, but clearly the coaches decided they wanted to go in a different direction. Um, yeah, only... Had the two the two touches and the punt, and he had to call for a fair catch. Um, Jordan had a pretty short field to punt that on, so he was always going to just hang it up there and try and drop it inside the inside the twenty, which he did. I think it landed on about the fifteen, which is where Hayne called for the fair catch. So there's no return yards either. Um, and he actually, I had a bit of a look at this game um, quickly on the rewind, and he wasn't on for many more plays either so they certainly don't trust him in the passing game still um, they're not prepared to have him out there unless he's probably going to get it
2: well that's the thing I, you know there was a little obviously the media came out and after the game and basically said uh, the australian media and saying oh that that Hayne was handcuffed by the steelers and things like that but the, the truth of the matter was he just wasn't involved you know and i don't think it was uh uh, I think I think this is a more accurate representation, and, and hopefully it's not. But I think this is a more accurate representation of what we'll see for the rest of the season in terms of him being utilized. But uh, I think the opportunities there now that Bush is out, and I think Allington had a bit of a uh, an ankle injury or something like that as well, um, or back injury or something like that. So um, I don't think this is necessarily uh, a hang going backwards. I think this is probably more what we should expect.
0: Yeah, it's life as a as the third running back. Yeah, you know, that's that's what they do. Um, yeah, I think the times he's going to see the most field, uh, most time on the field is when they get up comfortably or they're down comfortably.
1: <laughs> when, and, when nothing's and, on the line, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. When they can okay, well, nothing's going to happen here. We're probably going to win slash lose. Let's put him out there and see what he's got with, you know, a bunch of starters around him. Um, I would expect this to be... Yeah, you know, this sort of game, you know, two or three carries, maybe a catch, a um, couple of returns, I reckon that's probably going to be his future for the next sort of five, six weeks. Um, there's always injuries in this sport, so a couple more might go down here or there, which will help push him a little higher in the depth chart. He might see a bit more time as the season goes on.
2: Well, what are your thoughts on, uh, on big Jordan O'Berry in terms of uh, how he's uh, sort of uh, fitted in the first couple of weeks?
0: I think he's looked great so far. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Certainly, nothing's gone bad for him. Um, He's looked sharp. He's looked consistent, composed. um, All the things the Steelers want. One of the biggest gripes about Brad Wing's season last year with the Steelers was that he didn't have that consistency. Um, Jordan dropped two inside the twenty, and his sixty-two yarder was an absolute um, boomer. Yeah, that. Yeah, that one flew.
2: Yeah, that's the thing, and like what I find, you know, what what I think the media—I'd love to hear more about in the media from from an Australian perspective—is you know you hear Jared Hayne, you hear uh, John Berry, but they always tag John Berry with the fact that he came from Mackers, and um, what I would love to hear about is the fact that Jordo uh, came through and and people to tell his story about how goddamn hard this guy worked. We—I I didn't mention this when I was on on air last night, um, which when we were talking about John Berry, but. The, the great thing about Jordo is that, um, he he came to this program uh, with with Chappy at, at ProKick Australia, but he um, went to an FCS school, um, basically unheralded. He, he had a couple like uh, really amazing plays that made the, um, the the sports center top ten and and all this sort of stuff. But then he came back home, he worked his ass off here, um, you know, just working a, a normal job and, and training and going back over, and and now he's absolutely killing it. And I just think that um, you know this guy deserves a, a little bit more respect in, in in the publicity that that he gets. than uh, what he's getting at present, so um, you know, Jordo. Um, uh, obviously, we were the first one to jump on the Jordo bandwagon, weren't we? Not yeah, Chris. He's
1: uh, the flag fly zone.
2: Well, that was the, no, that was the first ever interview we ever did yep. on the flag flyers Was Jordo uh, over twelve months ago? So um, I'd love to see a bit more of a. Um, of a of a change in the way Jordo's uh, represented in the media or portrayed, you know, I know that the Macca's part is a bit of a clickbait thing, but man, this guy's worked so goddamn hard that um, I'd love for him to get some uh, a much deeper level of uh, coverage than what he's getting at the moment.
0: Yeah, the the, pun- from, the punter from McDonald's to the NFL is always gonna get the click. People are always gonna notice that. But the thing that's missed out in that story a lot of the time is. He graduated a while ago. You know, he spent, as I'm sure you guys know, he spent that full year out of the system, not punting. He graduated. Um, you know, he's back in Australia just trying to get some money together to give himself sort of, you know, one more go. And, you know, I haven't spoken to Jordan recently. I don't know if that was his mindset going into this year. Maybe it was his, you know, one more shot. But he took it. Yeah, you know, he grabbed it with both hands and... Was exceptional. And that being said, we haven't even talked about Brad Wing yet. The other Australian.
1: I was just about to um, mention him. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, I mean, he was great. He had three inside twenties. Um, once again, he was super consistent. He was only called upon four times. Um, yeah, the, the Giants don't need to punt as often because they like to turn it over a little bit more. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's going great as well. Are and, you?
2: Are you a Jets fan, much. Richie?
0: No, I can't stand them. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm mad about everything. Um, but I thought he's he's playing really well, and with any luck, if we can get you know, Williams back in, coming off that IR, hopefully, um, and maybe seeing our mate Yankee get elevated at uh, your Minnesota Vikings there, lucky, we might even get another one into the league.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The thing I found peculiar about Wing, or, or what, um, getting picked up by the Giants, is you know, playing at MetLife where it's really swirly and, and things like that is, it. you know, he, Wings' issue last year was the fact that he was inconsistent and things like that, that going to uh, going to the Giants, he's basically just walking into the same situation, don't you think? The biggest difference with Wing
0: is he drives the ball out. He doesn't have that big hang time that some of the other Australians, you know, the history of Australian punters that have come through have often had that good hang time, whereas Wing really drives it out. Um with a much lower trajectory. And he goes for distance more often than not. It's that booming leg of his that it looks like it's really, really long because he hasn't gone as high. I think that's one of the reasons why Jordan probably might have beaten him out was he had that better hang time. But I think in New York, where as you pointed out, the weather can do absolutely anything. I mean, that Meadowland Stadium is in the middle of nowhere. And the weather can be absolutely horrendous out in that place. So someone who can drive the ball um, might get more distance in a in a venue like that.
1: What's going up on uh, the NFL podcast this week, Richie?
0: Uh, we'll obviously take a review of, of all the games from last week, um, and I know you know uh, Chris, but all the bad teams in the NFL this week won. It was an incredible week of football. Um, so we'll obviously touch on that as well. You know, my hopeless Bucks got up. You know, the Jags got up. The Raiders got up. Um, even. Even the Washington professional football team got a win.
2: The Browns uh, got up.
0: The Browns got up as well. Um, a lot of the younger quarterbacks are up and about. More quarterbacks have gone down this week. The Cowboys losing Romo. That is a massive question mark. Philadelphia have lost too. That NFC East is wide open. There is heaps to talk about.
1: Beautiful, mate. We'll catch you then. No worries. Thanks. Continuing on with Rounding the bases today is Xavier Player from the SEN MLB podcast. Mate, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you very much, gentlemen. How are we?
1: Very good, mate. Very good. How is Liam Hendricks being going at the moment?
3: Liam Hendricks is having a fantastic year. So, on the year overall, he is five and zero. Oh. He has made uh, fifty three appearances, all out of the bullpen, and earned run average of two point five two. Only allowed fifty five hits across the year. 19 runs, 17 of which have been earned, and only given up two home runs as well. A fantastic effort from him.
1: Was this what we expected, I guess? Because he kind of, if I remember correctly, last season he was kind of struggling a little bit, but now he seems to have found his form a little bit. Is it just the fact that he's a little bit more comfortable, I guess, in in the system? Uh,
3: The big thing is the move to the bullpen throughout most of his career. So, made his big league debut 2011 with the Twins was there through 11, 12, 13, Uh, Toronto last year, went to Kansas City briefly back to uh, Toronto this year. So throughout most of his career, he's been a guy who has come out and started games. So he started all of his appearances in 2010, uh, 2011 and 2012 were starts. Eight out of 10 in 2013 were starts. Six out of nine in 2014 were starts. And all of his appearances this year have come out of the bullpen. So it's just about... Having a manager who's found the right spot for him,
1: yeah, and especially with the Blue Jays kind of shoring up their rotation um, a couple of months ago, then obviously he's got that opportunity to actually play in that uh, the position that suits him a little bit better, and we'll probably see him in the postseason as well, which would be even more terrific.
3: We probably will. They're two and a half games ahead of the Yankees at the moment, so it's looking good. And the Yankees are at a wild card spot, so even if the Yankees do move up past the Blue Jays, it looks like the Blue Jays will at least qualify for the. Uh, single-game wild-card playoff with the winner of that progressing to the American League Division Series.
1: What about Sam Gibbons? What can you tell us about him? Uh,
3: Sam Gibbons is currently playing uh, single A with the Minnesota Twins for the Cedar Rapids Colonels, and they're in their championship series. They have the final game of that series tomorrow against the West Michigan Whitecaps, who coincidentally are managed by an Australian. Uh, But Gibbons, in his last 10 starts, has won four of his last 10 starts, has an earned run average of 1.61 across those 10 starts and has struck out 52 guys on the year this year. He's 7-4, and a 2.89 earned run average from 15 starts. He's thrown one complete game, which was a shutout. And he's struck out nearly 70 batters on the season. So he is really, again, he's having a breakout year. This is his fourth year in the twin system, but he's really starting to... I guess, mature into his body. And because of that, he's gaining some strength, which is helping him put some extra speed on his pitching. And he's doing a great job. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up playing double A at some point next year.
1: Perfect. Thanks for joining us, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Chatting to Australians flying the flag in the US of A, this is the Flag Flyers. Welcome back to the Flag Flies with Chris Taylor and Lucky Miller. Now, Lucky, there was news during the week. Some very exciting news for uh, on the Australian basketball front with Emmanuel Malou committing to Iowa State. He's a JUCO transfer, so he's he's received an offer from Iowa State, which is terrific. He turned down some big offers, Kansas, Oregon, were were a couple of the schools that he uh, he turned down. But this is this is just some tremendous news. We're just getting these guys. We're having a lot of guys coming through the system at the moment, signing on or, or at least committing to some uh, decent schools.
2: Well, at the moment, I mean, obviously this is another, another fellow that's uh, in Big 12 basketball, which, which is great. And, um, look, it just joins, uh, I suppose, a, a really uh, a big groundswell of, uh, of Australian talent heading into the college system. And, you know, there is this, you know, sizable shift now where, you know, traditionally or maybe five years ago, in the five, ten years that we've had talent um, our best talent, go into mid-majors and yeah. maybe into a ranked team. St. Mary's. Yeah, we might schools, we yeah. might have one or two in ranked teams. This year, okay, or in the, what's happened with our um, commits and, and the kids that are in fresh uh, freshmen this year, we have Kentucky, we have LSU, LSU. we have uh, Baylor, we have... Uh, Louisville. Louisville, Nebraska, UCLA, yeah. Nebraska. So let's just let's just go through some. There
1: was an article that I was reading from uh, one of Olgan Ulick's article from Pick com You can head to Pick com to read it. Now he's named the five uh, Aussie prospects that we should look out for this season. Freshmen's playing at some big time schools. Now Jack McVeigh is the first one that he wanted to mention. He's playing at Nebraska. So he's a six seven wing out of. Cabarita Beach in Queensland. So he's obviously playing in a big time program. It's going to be quite exciting.
2: And he was like sort of like the star of the show at nationals um, yeah. a, a year back, uh, ripping it up in uh, down in Canberra and things like that. I think it was
1: Daniel Dell was another one. Obviously playing for Louisville. Now we've had a couple of uh, Sudanese players go over and play for Louisville Aussies. Aussie Sudanese, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, he's he's actually, he came through, I think, Victory Rock Prep, I think it was. And now we've got another Aussie that's gone uh, there, there. Victory Rock Prep is a high school in, in Florida. We've had Aussies come through there, and we've got more there at the moment. Same with Montverde, where Ben Simmons was. Now we've got um, Daniel Healy, I think it is. I think at, uh, it's someone Healy. And um, there's another Aussie there as well at the moment. I think Kohit Noi. Uh, so it's uh, a bit of a, a, a hunting ground.
1: And Rick Pitino, again, was saying about Deng Dell that he hasn't been this excited about a recruit for 10 years. And obviously Patino's had a lot of tremendous talent come through the Louisville system and he's very excited about Dell. That could just be talking up. Could just we be, have
2: Mango there as well, Mango Mathian.
1: Yeah, who obviously played in the, the NCAA tournament for Louisville this year as well.
2: Yeah, so no, and, and who's the other one? We're missing someone else. Was it Jonah Bolden we talked about? Jonah you? Bolden as well, obviously. Finally getting his start this year?
1: Was supposed to start last year. It was uh, ruled ineligible, so couldn't play. Uh, but he is finally going to have his opportunity this season for uh, the Bruins.
2: And it's not just, and, and while well, it's not just the basketballs who are doing this now, mind you, it's. it's uh, um I think it's got the potential to impact our sport um, better, um, you know, from a performance standpoint more than football just because um, a lot of our Aussies that are in the college football teams now at high-ranking programs are uh, are punters. So we're basically just taking over an entire position. For basketball, uh, what's happening now is we're pretty much developing a a squad of uh, elite NCAA uh, talent that hopefully will assist with maybe getting more guys to the NBA and then hopefully that... Transfers into a, a really strong Boomer squad.
1: And we also had Matt Owies, five uh, eleven point guard. He's Owies or uh, Owies? I think. I think. Oh, I can't be sure either. Or O W I E S for those playing at home. Uh, he's on an official visit to the University of Hawaii at the moment. So best of luck to to Matt over there. He averaged five point one points per game and four point one rebounds per game and three point one assists per game as our starting point guard for Australia in the FIBA Under seventeen World Champs last year.
2: Yeah, and some other stuff that's happening at the moment. Thon Maker's got interest from Arizona State and noted. Dame some big programs there. No Dame almost knocked off Kentucky early this year. Uh, Daniel Maddings uh, got some offers from St. Joseph's and yeah. a couple others, um, and then we got some other guys that are getting offers from you know Youngstown State and and and, and places like that. So um, you know. We got, we're having more coming into high school over there too. So, you know, this is um, this could potentially... It's a better pathway, I think, when
1: you're going over to, to play high school ball first, adapting to the style of play there and then going to the college system through there as well.
2: You know why we're smart, Chris? Why is that? Because we've created this show right when this, th- this is going to be... Uh, I don't think there is a turning back point here as long as we keep the momentum... We're going to have so many kids now in, in, in Division 1 going forward unless something catastrophic happens with the, the Basketball sport. and football. How much how much college did you
1: watch? Because there's, there's obviously a lot of games on ESPN on the Sunday. I think I taped about seven games
2: yesterday on ESPN and ESPN 2. And there's a whole bunch of Aussies playing there, which was good. But what this can do for Australian basketball, um, now that yeah. there's greater awareness of it, and also the fact that, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're facilitating a, a better pathway, um, you know, uh, I think it's fair to complete that boom is twenty twenty gold. <laughs> Very good, conservative. Yeah,
1: Ohio State had a nice win yesterday against uh, Northern
2: Illinois Huskies. 20-13. Oh, I
1: Cam Johnson six punts, fifty-two yard average, three hundred and thirteen average, sixty-three long.
2: Not convincing, mind you. They're still number one in the AP twenty-five poll. Uh, yes, top twenty-five, which is what I was getting to.
1: But they're not unanimous anymore. They're, they're a long way from unanimous. I think uh, s- at least, Michigan State got a yeah, few points. Michigan State's number two now. I think seven uh, voters who
2: had them as the uh, the number one last week fell off them. So the the one obviously that we really or the team that we need to acknowledge this week more than anyone is uh, Will Gleason's Al- um, Will Gleason's Alabama. Will Gleason's Ole Miss uh, now up to number three in the rankings. Knocked
1: Phenomenal off, game. Knocked
2: off number two Alabama in Alabama at Bryant Denny Stadium. Uh, uh, first time uh, in God knows how long. I think it was since 1987 that they've won in Alabama, and also I think it's they've the won f- twice in a row. And it's, it's the first. I think since. it's the first time. I'm, I don't want to say ever, but in a long time since they won two games in a row, uh, two, two series in a row. Obviously, the last one being the Katy Perry game. Well, that was last year where yeah. they tore down the um, the field goal afterwards. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's madness. So at the moment, we have got Cam Johnston, Ohio State number one. We have the um, Old Miss Rebels number three. I think we have Baylor's number five. Yeah. Uh, then we have places like uh, USC are in there. Utah's in the list. Although
1: USC did drop down after their loss over the weekend
2: against Stanford. But Stanford. Yeah. Um, but, but Stanford were unranked. We've got Georgia Tech. We've got, uh, you know, so we've got tons of Aussies. Uh, Oregon are in the mix there too. So we got still got tons of Aussies in the ranked team. So what's um, to look forward to for the rest of the year. Absolutely. That brings us to the end of the show today. And
1: actually, before I do finish off, LSU also beat Auburn in a terrific game 45 to 21. Jamie Keane, who we're going to have on the show next week, hopefully. Very special guest. He, uh, he had three punts, 40 yard, uh, yards, average 121 yards in total 45 yard long. We're going to get him on next week because we haven't chatted to him yet on the flag fires. We've just spoken Staggering. to a lot of punters. For some reason, he's just slipped through the cracks, but we are fixing that and he's going to be on the show next week. So make sure you do stay tuned for that. Coming up next, our uh, new podcast, College Nation, is coming up. So we're going to be chatting all the latest from the uh, the world of college sports over the, over the weekend. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Until then, you can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash SCN America as well as our Twitter page at SCN America. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.